Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. And today our guest is Alicia Cheatham. And I'm sure you've probably heard this tacky joke, but uh, it's uh, my cheat day ham is my cheat ham. No, I haven't <laughs> heard that one. I've heard there's a bank somewhere called Cheatham and Steel. Oh. And there's Dewey Cheatham and How. Okay. On NPR, right? They, oh, what do they do? What's their show? Oh, it, they're not the show. They're the, they're the fake sponsors of... Uh, or they were of Click It Clack, the Tappet Brothers. Oh, okay. and they were sponsored by Dewey Cheatham and How. Do you remember show, them? Yeah, yeah. The, okay. I mean, are they are they're not doing it anymore? I are think they one retired? of them died. Oh, I'm not sure if it was Click or Clack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with having your name like be just one syllable apart. Oh my gosh, okay. that's like if Millie and Vanilli die. You know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be so sad on that day. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know who the actual musicians were? I don't. I always forget who. Millie and Vanilli. Yeah, no. like they had a backing I band just... that that kind of did had their own career right afterwards. Like the original, like the people that did the Millie Vanilli music. Anyway, this is a huge digression. No, 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 no. This is great. I don't remember them except they had they had long hair and braided. Yeah, braided and. I was he danced somewhat like MC Hammer. <laughs> I wonder, like, I guess that was the aesthetic of the time. Yes, it was. Yeah. 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 Hammer pants. Hammer pants. Yeah. Cool. So we were talking a little bit about how our paths are overlapping because not to brag, but at this point, I know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been to like a hundred artists. You said. That's, I know, um, but when yeah. I when I said it casually to me to you, I was like, I I heard myself, and then I wanted to do it <laughs> the tacky way on camera because I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> brag. That's what a camera is for. It's for bragging. I'm bragging and hoping that someone might see this. Someone might believe you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Pixar didn't happen. No. Otherwise, who wouldn't care that we had a conversation? Yeah. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about the overlap. So you know, or you were uh, related to the Bendix building in whatever way you feel comfortable talking about. <laughs> um, long ago, back in the day when track 16 was at Bergamot Station, I worked with them and was close and I know Sean, the director, um, and I ended up uh, designing websites for them. I ended uh -huh. up helping them with installation. I ended up like just within their gallery um, ecosystem for yeah. a long while yeah. and ended up with a baby out of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> she's, Not, she's old and off to college right now though. oh really but, yeah does she have uh, any art inclinations um she is in a fashion design school okay yeah so adjacent but practical yeah the, the practical side being the rebellion and the and the uh creative side being the um inherited part it, the, the rebellion was probably inherited too um, <laughs> no, I mean directly to you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Creative side uh, directly to us. The rebellion, yeah, it's in there. But I really enjoyed like you called rebellion practical. Yeah. Well, I mean, rebelling against your artist ways, your bohemian lifestyle. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say right. I, I am not a parent because I am an artist, <laughs> and I know that my narcissism would destroy a child. 
I'm sure I was. I'm sure my daughter would probably call me pretty narcissistic. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm very. She's she's off to college. She never really really showed off her skills as an artist until she went to college. Mm-hmm. And because um, it would have made you too proud. I, I'm projecting well, so, so much. No, it's true. <laughs> like any time as. <laughs> <laughs> any time um i was too proud of her or showing too much pride and bragging she would stop that activity altogether oh really like, like remember, what like, like soccer or um well yeah i wasn't allowed to go to soccer games anymore really <laughs> pretty much yeah. why is that because i'm a mom <laughs> Cause, cause wait i, I used like... to coach uh, so because <laughs> i'm a mom means a lot to me because <laughs> i'm the i'm the idiot mom in the stands that hoots and hollers like and, uh-huh. and screams we were watching the world cup recently and all i know how to do is say kick it <laughs> <laughs> so when she would get close to the goal i'd be like kick it <laughs> Okay, not productive. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not helpful at all. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed being a soccer mom. It was it, it's hilarious. It's fun and um what You you guys you soccer moms were like the bane of my existence when I was coaching. It was so stressful. I had you guys always emailing me. Oh, always no, no, like no. I don't do that. <laughs> always like, "Hey, I was thinking what if she's the forward? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, there. Uh, it always depends on the coach. Uh, there was one coach that... Um, she went through three different coaches. Uh-huh. And this was all AYSO. And there was only one that really saw what she could do and like made her a star at what she could do. And she could she could kick it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he would bring her in for like the goal kicks and the corner kicks and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Um what so position did she play? She ended up, uh, what is that? Center back. Center back. Center okay, back. yeah. So that's that's exactly what I would have put her at if she uh, could kick that hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and she was probably very fast. Or probably she still was is. pretty, she's not she's that, pretty she's, agile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was midfield for a while and got around pretty well. She never wanted to be the star in front. That's um, a lot of pressure. Forward. That's all, yeah, yeah, forward you have to score, and you and yeah. you're only gonna get like three chances. You, so if you it's you gotta be one out of three, yeah. at least you yeah. know. So it's pretty crazy. Anyway, I'm I, this is not a sport podcast or a your daughter <laughs> this podcast, <is> awesome. <laughs> I can or talk or about me this talking about than... my trauma as a sports coach <laughs> <laughs> podcast. But okay, so then okay. so you. Do you work in the art world as like like because I mean you have some background with the track sixteen stuff yeah art do you is that what your main like because uh, we off air you laughed at the idea of monetizing art yeah so <laughs> yeah I'm trying to I and, don't and know that, what that word means monetize um, and that's totally yeah. okay on this podcast but. Yeah, because we have we have plenty of artists that do it like that. In fact, I think like ninety percent of the it's a working class artist podcast. Yeah, yeah. Not a superstar money laundering art world podcast. <laughs> well, okay, good. I fit right in. I don't have a regular job. Mm. I never have, except for teaching. I did. I taught at LAUSD for many years, or as <laughs> not many years, more than I. To me, you're like other. a you're like a Vietnam vet. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a Vietnam vet. 
that's horrible to say. No, I, I mean, but, but as an analogy, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to offend Vietnam vets. I'm just saying, like, you've seen the S, as they used to say. I have. Um, and L.A. is a pretty notorious USD. Yeah, and I went from, like, and I, my interest, of course, is art, and I always wanted, I was a classroom teacher, and so I, um, you know, would teach my own art instruction and make my own lessons and teach them how I want them to learn art. But it was only like a few minutes each day I could squeeze like something good in there. And yeah, then I yeah. had to do math and history and every core subject from... So then what, what grade were you teaching? Um, I taught kinder for oh, okay. one year. Okay. And then they got me in fifth grade for a few years. Um, and that was... That was the funnest grade because those kids are um, still, you know, they're still excited about school and everything. They're not jaded yet. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to the j jaded ones in high school, um, and that was the that finally pushed me out yeah. of teaching. Um, Did you ever get I to didn't... just teach art in high school? Uh, like just like exclusively art and not have to like switch between topics. It just it, happened. Yeah. It was I was in high school, but it was a high school that was not. Um, it's it's hard in LAUSD. They didn't have the resources. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the support, and they needed an art teacher basically just to say they're offering art. Mm. But it was hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, <laughs> you're describing a pretty know. bleak picture because we <laughs> all know how hard it is to be a teacher <laughs> and the resources that normal math and sciences have. So, yeah. so you're you're like saying the way you're the with the picture you're painting is uh, not as pretty as this one. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I just pointed at a painting in the background. If you're just listening, yeah, and he pointed to. Uh, of course, I want to show off my favorite paintings, if if you can see this, but it's a painting that is uh, that, like, derived from my ideas of kids that are not given the resources or their, uh, their livelihoods have been cut off for some reason mm -hmm. or another, and um, <laughs> that's all kind of wrapped up in there. Yeah in this painting what did you ever teach uh, special ed or anything like because i i'm literally a special ed kid well okay, okay. <laughs> you're talking about this, me i know <laughs> you almost made me cry that <laughs> those are the people those are the kids that i i, I say i flock to but they flock to me or yeah, somehow yeah. i end up with special ed kids um probably because they're nurturing up, and they need it you know yeah yeah and i also have um, an outlook that's not the uh, linear, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I'm probably special at myself. <laughs> um, it's not a normal outlook on the world. Like, yeah. I come at it from a different direction, and I can appreciate different, um, different approaches to art and to living and yeah as opposed to yeah. a more standard academic like uh, not even academic because this is uh, grade school but a more standard like just fucking don't bother me kind of right. approach which i think a lot of teachers have yeah 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 and i think you know it's hard for some people like it, 
I learned a lot about um, autism and uh, my words fail me. Um, um, motor coordination? Motor coordination. Um, you can tell. I've, oh, my gosh. You, you can tell I've done some of this. <laughs> Dyslexia. Um, and, you know, vis, visual and auditorial, auditorial, uh, the, all the sensory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm losing it. Um, <laughs> but I can appreciate not seeing things and, and uh, what do you call it? my words are gone no it's okay i mean it, it, it abstract concepts are a little bit trickier sometimes you Thank know you. like and especially it we're, t we're dealing with a painter there's a reason you paint right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the word is abstract i could have i could have come up with that yeah abstract. no it's okay i mean um yeah it's a it, it's an interesting education is crazy a, a, uh especially in the u.s which is an interesting segue into um, not being in education anymore. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So then you, you basically, you mentioned that you had some ideas, some loose topic ideas. Which one is your most compelling one for you? Um, because I think I'm actually interested in that. What you just hit it at is exactly what I try to find in people is what is that worldview? What is that? Like you're not only, I mean, obviously you're flexible to other perspectives, right? Especially with students that have learning. Dis it, in fact, they used to call them learning distance, dis differences uh -huh. instead of disabilities when I was a kid, because it would hurt our feelings. Right. I don't, I don't know if they'd still do that, but uh, it's still a learning disability. It's yeah. still called that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, what, what, like, and the way that I like to sort of get into people's mindset and their worldview is through the topic. So what is something that has been fascinating to you is essentially the question, like, that you have spent a lot of time learning about. Obviously, soccer, your, your depth of understanding is kick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick it. <laughs> so Can we want to veer it? away yeah. from that. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, what were, what were you thinking about? And I'm here for the ride. It, oh it, however, oh however difficult it is for me to understand it. It's not difficult for okay. you to understand. It's difficult for me to, to express. <laughs> um, I just went through like this MFA program where I had to like express all this stuff in words. I'm like, that is, you said it. That's why I paint. Cause, yeah. Um, did, you, wait, did you just graduate your MFA? Yeah. Uh, like a year ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, to Claremont Graduate University. Oh, nice. CGU, for short. <laughs> yeah. Is it different uh, than just Claremont College? It's one of the Claremont Colleges. So okay. It, yeah, there are like five Claremont Colleges plus two. So sometimes you hear there are five in the consortium, and sometimes you hear there are seven. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, CGU's in there. And um, yeah, I went during the pandemic. And it was basically the only art school or the only MFA program kind of that had open studios during pandemic. Oh, wow. So uh, we were kind of hidden in there. We couldn't really relate to each other. And we were stuck in our studios. Um, it's better than nothing. I mean, yeah, to have totally a space is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gave me a lot of time after getting out of education and then putting myself into education 
and uh, given myself this kind of cell uh, to work <laughs> to work in um, where I couldn't do anything else. That's that must have been intense because I mean I'm not the only one that has noted how uh, intensely. Uh, fighting against your internal self that you've never had a chance to spend time with because you're always busy uh, working and, you know. Right, <laughs> but right. to do that in a studio, that sounds pretty yeah. intense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fraud! Was like, <laughs> <laughs> was like, well, the good thing about being doing this during the pandemic is nobody could see I was a fraud. <laughs> you know? Like, I could just do whatever I wanted. Um, you certainly have fooled me into coming into the studio. Thank you. Thank you. I, I did a good job. Yeah. Um, but I do, I mean, I, I want to find the words to talk about. Uh, uh, I don't want to say special ed kid. I love that term, special ed. Yeah. You know, because it is, it's actually, it is special education when you teach, um, you learn to uh, revise their curriculum and their programming and the ways of teaching specially for them. So yeah. when people, just people out there, just know that special ed is called that for a reason. It is special education for each individual kid. It could be called and tailored education, basically. essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I know because I went through, oh. through all of this. I actually, yeah. ADHD so the, or what? I mean, ADHD did... and severely dyslexic. Like, okay. like, like I thought I was dumb dyslexic. Like you, I had teachers like you helped me <laughs> when right. I was a kid. And I, I mean, the what I find... Um, it's just a curiosity to me because I learn a different way of seeing. Or, and a, often a kid would come to me and explain, I can't think of an example, but uh, explain what they were seeing, you know? And I'd be like, well, that's the most logical thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, that's usually what comes of it is like, well, yeah. Um, they'll often these kids would often like find the like hypocrisy in me you know but uh, <laughs> Ms. Cheatham you just said this and I'm like well yeah uh, you're right I did just <laughs> say that <laughs> so let me just stick with that yeah. you know and I learned like um logic has a lot to do with dyslexia yeah. I don't know how else to say that. Well, one of the I uh, one of the things that was helpful to me as a kid, and I can't really do it effectively with this mug unless I drink all of it. Uh-huh. He's drinking right now. But basically, what's this? And then what is it? Just say what it is. Oh, it's a mug. It has a chair on it. And what is this? It it could be something to put a mug on. No, it's still a mug. <laughs> it's still a mug. Okay. It's still a mug. Okay. It's still a mug. Okay. And then you hold up the letter P. Right. And you flip it. So I think that that speaks to the logic element that you, there are concepts that are very difficult to sort of adapt. That doesn't mean that there's a deficiency, even though the language of, and a lot of how school teaches, like, or addresses these issues are as a disability or, yeah. you know, but... I actually didn't even know it was a neurodivergence until recently. Neurodivergence. That's, Dyslexia, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like akin to uh, autism in some ways. 
Um, I don't know how. I've just this is like something that someone told me on a date. <laughs> Those are my sources. <laughs> Lady, I don't talk to anymore. <laughs> it was lovely, but yeah. I think that I, there's the whole spectrum that we hear about, and mm. I think a lot of things are being just put onto the spectrum. But uh, have you ever watched, did you watch Love on the Spectrum? No, no. <gasps> <Okay>. <laughs> it seemed exploitative, but, <laughs> but, I, I, but I, haven't, I haven't watched it, so I can't say. I just conceptually, I had a, a, an issue with it, but it's like, I, it, it, this, I can, I this can, might even be worse what I'm about to say, but it would like, I wouldn't watch a show of people with Down syndrome, you know, it, and, and it's like, and it's not to equate the two but i'm just saying like it's like you're making a spectacle of people but i i'm sorry I totally to totally understand that but I, I could be wrong i'm sorry you were about to tell a story i'm so rude no 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 no, no. <laughs> I, I i understand exploitation um uh, I, I just know, basically I totally understand that yeah but um it's also it's probably educational too it's also a bit educational it's also like uh just giving awareness to to peoples and of neurodiv neurodivergence. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, you know, and most of okay, the characters on Love on the Spectrum that I kind of tended to, you know, kind of adore most were characters that were very logical and mm -hmm. literal. Like they are looking for love, and this is how you do it. And oh, that's heartbreaking. Is... <laughs> that's the other reason I didn't watch this show. I knew it was going to melt my heart. <laughs> it is. That's what happens. That's, I can't be happens. that vulnerable. There, there are a couple that will just melt your heart. Yeah. Um, and it is uh, learning how to communicate and learning how to have this conversation. And, um, and it's almost like, I, I hope, it's almost like third rock from the sun, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people who are put into a situation that is yeah, not yeah. normal for them. And then it, uh, you know, it exposes our own human, like stupid insanity. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What we expect of people. Um, well, I definitely I relate to that because of the, um, just like growing up in the education system and then thinking like not being able to, to keep up being a C student. Like I've lived in Italy. The only reason that I didn't continue to live in Italy and have an epic life was because we needed to go to schools that were specialized for this because mm -hmm. I had in, in the system that I was in, I went to a British system. So over there, they teach phonetically. They teach you the sounds. And so because of that, I had been able to compensate and keep up. Because if I had been in the American school system, it would have been mm -hmm. a lot harder, a lot easy, a lot earlier. But, um, but yeah, I remember just someone sitting there and teaching me, like, before I ever read Cat, I was l learning how to read just different sounds by at letter combinations. O, 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 uh -huh. you know, Oi, O, I. That was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Oi. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but yeah, if you start learning English based on the fact that there's 44 sounds and you start there as a starting point, the rest of the language is a lot easier to manage rather than just like recognize these letters, letter sequences that are, you know, Right. Like, and like you're word just recognition, puzzling them together. Yeah, word yeah. recognition. You know, uh -huh. like the sounding, like hooked on phonics is basically, like, an, uh, like 
a marketing of the British way of teaching language. Okay. <laughs> and I, I was trained like to teach phonetically. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then uh, in fifth grade, you learn morphology, which is like they, they call it morphology, where uh, you take the roots and the prefixes and the, and the, oh my gosh, this was long ago, but mm -hmm. all the affixes. And you uh, morph words using different pieces and different sounds to make a different meaning mm. of the word. And that was the most fun for my special ed kids because you could take, it was a puzzle, and you could take a piece of a word here and a piece of a word here on the on your table on like flashcards or, or post-its or whatever, and and put different words together and make new meanings and and, and yeah. like the nonsense words obviously not not oh we'd have fun yeah, with nonsense yeah. words yeah, yeah but yeah. also also real words oh yeah. okay yeah. okay okay yeah. I didn't know what the point of the exercise was <laughs> oh just to, just to learn how how words, words were built, built. Yeah, yeah okay yeah 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 because yeah. I could totally have fun just like taking a syllable here and a syllable there and being like is this word <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you probably it did. means Kleenex but in Japanese <laughs> right. So did, what about your education? Like, how did you feel growing up? Did you have any experiences like that where that I might, as a learning disabled person, relate to where it's like, why are you teaching me this? Um, um, <laughs> probably just I constantly was asking, why are you teaching me this? <laughs> um, uh, what does any of this have to do with my day-to-day -day life? Why do I have to memorize all this world history and all these dates? It doesn't like I was always I'm as a kid I was a I was kind of a rebel and I skipped so much school that I pretty much got kicked out. Well, opted to go to a different school. Um <laughs> and and uh but basically because You heard I that the official story but, is <laughs> Hi, mom. Um, I, you know, I was one of those kids. Like, I don't know why you're teaching me this. I don't know why any yeah, of this yeah. is important to me right now or later. It was like seventh grade. I started skipping school because it was That's it was early. boring. Oh no! The well, the real earliest one was in grade school. Um, I didn't skip school in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> skipped school in grade school <laughs> i wasn't that cool yet no i remember i think it was third grade it could have been fourth but the principal's office was on a walkway literally like you pass by it on your way out the door to the street and um i remember ducking under the window and walking along the walkway and going right out to the street and like walking home in the middle of the day Wow, yeah, man! Yeah. yeah, I think parent. Yeah. I think I think the school system would freak out right yeah, now seriously. if the <laughs> <laughs> fucking SWAT would be called. <laughs> I don't know whatever. I don't know what came of that. Yeah. Except I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> well, the, but did you... I lived right across the street, so okay, it was kind of bad. easy to do. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know what it was. The it was the system. It was the the regiment and, and and it wasn't even that i was going to some strict school this was like eugene oregon and total like 
hippieville mm-hmm. um but i still couldn't stand it um so that led up to what was it in middle school totally skipping school and also like um <laughs> starting in with the bad crowd and all that kind of stuff. when did the drinking start i mean <laughs> this drinking is this is started... this is starting to be like a behind the music <laughs> yeah seriously um <laughs> no, is I mean, VH1? I, was... <laughs> I hope this isn't VH1. Oh my God. That that would be my, like, that, that would crush me if all of this work just ended up becoming like VH1 level entertainment. Like, <laughs> the kid, kids think it's like old Sting music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like Sting who's, after he was cool. Sting. Sting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fields of gold Sting, not, <laughs> not the police Sting. Oh God. That was really bad. And then when he started like appropriating like uh Where's my coffee? I don't have coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we can take a break if you want to grab some. No, it's fine. Okay. Did you have like weird experiences with parents? Cuz I've definitely had some I've actually quit because I was like, you know what, parents nowadays it's not worth it. You know, like I was like I quit because I was like someone is going to catch me on video in a in a weird moment where I'm saying something and it's out of context. And I'm like rallying the troops, you know, and, and, and getting them all like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I'm going to end up going viral and I don't want that. You right, know? right. Um, yeah, there were always moments where like I, I empathized way too, not way too much with the kids, but a lot with the kids where, you know, I'm on the kids' side and I would get kind of riled up about things um, just inside. Mm. Uh, but, uh, and I'd have to, you know, I, I would swear a lot after work, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'd had to learn how to manage my words and, uh, not swear. Um, but let's see with parents, there was always, I worked at one school where there were parents that, you know, were extremely involved and in and LAUSD you can't say no to a parent coming into the classroom so they uh, they can sit through a lesson oh yeah yeah Whoa, yeah yeah that's not disruptive at all at all it's, <laughs> it's just like um yeah yeah so you would <laughs> every, I would if, often have parents in my class I would make a career day every time they came <laughs> they would be they would be parent volunteers and most of them were like just loving loving parents who were helping out everywhere but a lot a few parents were just out there were just in there to look after their after their child and they would end up like I assume they also coach their children right in front of you some parents would teach their children the lesson right in front of me and i'm like and one oh my gosh i'm ragging on the parents now (laughs) (laughs) no this is that's my that's my game we're we're heading toward that (laughs) yeah um but uh and it would happen that you know i would i would give a lesson i would you know describe what to do like you're describing a drill or whatever, and then send them off to do that. And then, you know, the other adult in the room would do exact opposite. Mm. Oh, no, 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 do it this way. <laughs> well, I'm teaching <laughs> this really way. really didn't help yeah. at all. <laughs> That's so, so crazy. Oh, so, yeah. 
yeah. that's wild yeah i can't imagine i mean i would have parents watch training but if they got to like say anything during training like that would drive me insane for me most of the issues with parents came outside of the class or, or, or of the of the games sometimes people would have blow-ups on the field though and then those were always fun. But the thing that's crazy is that like when you're and and I think people don't think about this, but when you are a teacher, you are not just taking on that kid. You are taking on that kid's drama, their family, their dynamics. When the families are splitting up, they take it out on you. Like not the kid, the parents like they, you know, like they will. Um, it'll be it'll almost be like the only thing that they can agree on is how much they hate you. Right. <laughs> And what a bad teacher you are. And it's like, it's like, oh, it's nice that you got, you guys are having this rekindling moment, but you're both fucking wrong. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I hope I never had both parents hate me. <laughs> but I know I've had parents who kind of used their, um, their privilege in the classroom to, to gain confidence with their kid, their own kid. Like, I would have parents that were split up. I remember this, um, that would compete against each other, how great of parent volunteer they were in the classroom. And um, I had one, you know, I had one mom that would come in and she would be just wearing like the, the greatest outfit. She is like mother of the year. And mm -hmm. she's got like the, the baked goods coming in for everybody. And they're perfectly um, decorated and she's got this activity planned and everything and then the dad would come in and he'd like totally outdo it on the next week with like some big project and he's just you know, laughing it up with all the kids and I sensed after a while I'm like and I learned that they were split and very um, um, at odds with each other and uh, they did. They were competing with each other inside my classroom. And you were and, the judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you who won. Um, no, but you had great treats. You're just sitting there like a queen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, these cookies yeah. are amazing. Hey, yeah. these are almost better than the ones that your wife, your ex-wife made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that also like, one of the one of the things is just like sometimes your kids are just not good at things, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is like intense for people. It's hard, really, to admit. really hard for parents. Yeah, um, which is like, I don't know. I mean, limitations are fine. You know, not everybody's gonna be like a superstar athlete. Right. Not everybody's gonna be good at scoring goals, so you can't just put them up front. You know. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. Did you ever have to deal with any common core stuff? And I, I, I like, I definitely feel like <laughs> we're talking about something that for you is in the past and you're more than welcome to vent, but I'm actually curious how you see the future unfolding for you. But, but answer my, for my question first. Um, um, the common core and stuff. Did, did you ever have to do any, like, like relearn something that you learn a specific way because it was the new way to do it? Um, you mean like, <laughs> learn everything just for a test <laughs> <laughs> but i mean but, but yeah but, re, re, i don't mean like retrain yourself on something that you knew i mean like complete new system because I, I think, think that, that reading reading and reading there was um the common core uh 
and the tests that are given these days um, emphasize like what the, it's reading between the lines. It's um, oh my god, see, I've lost it. I did not <laughs> learn this, um, but it's uh, oh crap. Is the it word like is a, gone. is it a critical thinking thing? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So like you basically reading between the lines. So like what is inferred without actually being put in words? That's the word. In, Infer. Inferred. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh my God. Man, um, I would have been your favorite student. <laughs> yeah. You would be my TA. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what's that word? Oh yeah. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, inferential reading. Um, that was totally new to me where I would have to teach like the fifth graders how to read between the lines and um, make inferences and on subject matters that they don't care about at all. Um, and the, the <laughs> little like the French snippets. Re revolution or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the little snippets that they had to read for the tests are not, um, yeah, and not of their world. Yeah. You know, and I'm teaching kids that, oh, one of the good ones was, um, oh, my God, one huge thing on a test, the performance task on one of these tests is reading um, probably like almost two pages of stuff and then uh, making inferences, writing about it, and, and answering multiple choice questions. But it's two pages of bullshit that they have to read. One of these was all about, and it was the math, one of these was all about how a teacher has to budget their supplies and I forgot what the supply was but in the test the kid is learning about like the school systems and their budget oh, you know yeah, this yeah. is <laughs> all they knew how to write about for the test was their own budget so they give their budget to the fifth graders to figure out and like, you know that it's not up their alley they're yeah. they're literally some of my students are just worried about making a buck you know, so they can, I don't know. I mean, they have peers or a, a people of their age that are famous. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. that didn't exist when we were younger yeah. at all. There were like maybe one or two people. I know that was that w one TV show on MTV called Squirt TV, which was like a teenage kid that was like the closest thing I ever saw to that. But like you can literally follow 14-year-old kids that probably have really creepy followings as well. Yeah. But as a 14-year-old, you can probably relate to their stuff. So you can like, you can have aspirations of fame now. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like not for the future. It's yeah. not a projection of like, if I work hard enough, it's like, yo, I could be grinding right now. And yeah. I'm trying to compete with these kids literally right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. They can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They they just have to be creative enough and figure out how, like their niche and whatnot. But it's like it's something that's so it makes school seem like are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would not listen to my it, teacher. No, no. There are much more fun ways to make money. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, and be famous and yeah. yeah. And there's uh there's some degree I can make a, a parallel to coaching where it's like I I one time there was a program that Real Madrid 
would have like summer camps and I taught at one of their summer camps and basically what they want to do is sort of just teach their philosophy and all of that but they start talking about like what the reality of being a professional coach is and you have one guy that's a millionaire you know Mm -hmm. and one guy that doesn't make anything and you got to make them work together (laughs) and that's insane you know and I think some common space between them but it but it's insane for that to exist in a classroom where that potential is like you know like you you literally could tell someone get off your phone. You're wasting your time. It's like <laughs> jokes on you, teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a million likes and I'm talking to all my fans. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. so yeah, that's wild. Do you feel? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, I thought you had a thought. Your turn. Do you do you feel uh, like what? How do you feel your education compares to what you taught? As like, do you because it's easy for like people to be like nostalgic, you know, like the, the, the typical, the cliche of like, uh, participation trophies. Everybody's nostalgic for how they were raised, you know, with beatings and stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm not nostalgic for that. Did you I ever, thought did, I was not beaten. Either, you so never had corporal, you, you're not old enough to have been at a church, no. Catholic school no, with a I paddle. Was, I was at a Catholic school, but I was at a Catholic school in, um, in Eugene, Oregon, which is like, I don't, I was, I was sent to Catholic school after, like, I just did not go to the public school. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like a last resort and I don't know, you know, my, my parents thought they were going to reform me or something. I don't know. Could have um, been military school. <laughs> but uh, there was no capital punishment. There was nothing like that. There was a, a brother of discipline and this was brother Dan and he, <laughs> His job. I wonder what he wanted to be when he grew up, when he was little. <laughs> oh, I think he loved his job. Oh, I'm sure he grew into it, but I'm just like, <laughs> no one's like, I want to be a firefighter. I, right. I want to be a brother of discipline. He was the brother of discipline. And, that sounds and like a as, band. As far as Brothers of discipline. I can see his face now. Yeah. Um, as far as I could tell, his job was to stand outside the school with his arms crossed and watch and take down notes of kids that were leaving campus during lunch or other periods. Mm. So whenever we would leave campus, we would drive back and there's Brother Dan taking his notes down. <laughs> I don't know what he ever did with it. Nothing ever came of it. Okay, but they just, just had a liked, record. Yeah, he just liked to It went on mean. your permanent record. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still relevant. <laughs> I know it is. I had to go find it like just a couple years ago. And, um, oh really? Yeah. Like for 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 first teaching, you have to go that back that far. I had to go back that far for what was it? It was for um, oh it was it was for continuing. I I was not in education for many 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 years, and I only got my bachelor's just like I think ten year no not even ten years ago, about seven mm. years ago. So to get my bachelor's, I had to go back to my high school and get my uh, transcripts. And I found out that they didn't even have record of me graduating. And so I had to talk them. Or what didn't they have? They didn't have the actual uh, diploma, something like that. Um, so I had to do some real heavy talking and, 
to get a transcript sent to me and stamped officially. Oh, they didn't have the official stamp because <laughs> this is all back in, you know, that I graduated 89. Um, so it was on paper and they couldn't find that file. Mm -hmm. So, I, I yeah, yeah. No, I mean, all those bureaucratic things. I, I the, the schools are, are funny like that. Like, I remember that my, my alma mater, FIU, two, two to three years after I had graduated, they called me, they sent me this email saying, saying that I owed money for a book that I had not returned. And I was like, there's no, no way. No. And I called them. I was like, I haven't lived in, in Miami in like at least five years and they were like okay and i was like you sobs <laughs> yeah tracked you down they they like it was just a scam like if i had lived in miami they probably would have pressed me for it they squeezed uh -huh. me for it but it was like there's no there's literally no way that i rented a book and didn't return it on this date because i have not been there and i was like oh okay you know, but like it's it's, it's schools like that. I think that that's where the resources go, yeah. <laughs> not on stamping your thing. Right, right. <laughs> right. Finding money somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's wild. So then, what what do you what now? It seems like you have a feeling for this, right? Like this is a formative part of your life, but it seems like you're kind of done with it. Yeah. What do you I think? think what, do you, what do you? Sorry. Go ahead. No. 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 Okay. What What do you What do you think? What do you see your role? You're leaving the teacher role. I've left the coach role, right? And the coach role is behind me. I'm no longer coach. Right. Like you know what What do you What do you envision that is that? I mean, and does the education at all play into your practice, uh, and all of that? Um. It's all. My heart is always going to be with the education. And uh, and all, during my MFA, when I was kind of figuring out, oh, who am I as an artist and what is my point of view and all this kind of stuff, um, I started, uh, like, uh, it was during the pandemic. So we're going out on walks, and I start kind of empathizing with these trees that I'd see around that were kind that were cut off at the at the trunks, their limbs are cut off. Sometimes, sometimes their heads are cut off. Um, and I started, uh, I started documenting them and taking pictures, um, and kind of collecting them. And I saw them as different characters that were like, their lives have been cut short, mm -hmm. right? And all their potential has been cut off. It went in a lot of directions. Like this could, this could be attributed to violence. This could be attributed to um, creativity, uh, lines of creativity being being cut off, um, and that's kind of how I think of the kids that I taught, mm -hmm. that the special needs kids that weren't. They have. They are full of so much potential. And at every, um, I'll say kind of like at every path, at every moment, your pathways are cut. Mm -hmm. um, and I start relating these to the trees, trees and their limbs and how we as humans have um, kind of, well, we have manipulated them to our ideal. Yeah. And, um, 
we get into, you know, the, we import them, we plant them where they don't belong, we uh, domesticate them, and, and we, you know, put them into our geometry. Um, and I, I like, like I, mean, I like yeah, that phrasing. Yeah, we do. And, and <laughs> like, I live in a place uh, on Orange Grove in Pasadena, which is like, this is um, not, it's not totally impeccable. Because when you really look at it, there are a lot of flaws here. Yeah. yeah. But um, but it the outward, the it's the image presented that is most important, and the the curb appeal that is most important here, and the lawns and the everything is shaped perfectly. Um. So I kind of started putting these ideas together in my head about the shapes of trees and how we. Um, form them and how you know how we have our own idea of beauty so I start thinking about like you know our ideas of beauty and how we kind of are forcing them onto even like plants well when you um, when, I like what you said about the geometry yeah. because geometry is such a conceptual you know like the shapes exist like you know like even when you're just talking about a plane Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like the idea of a plane is so conceptual mm -hmm. like the i mean it, it is it's based on reality you can look at a piece of paper and that's a plane right yeah. but 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 you know a perfectly flat like surface is is a very specific you know clean edges of the of the canvas and all of that yeah and it, it's it, it reminds me you know like um the way that you were talking about, it's almost like these kids are bonsai trees. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like they're little exactly. bonsai they're trees. They're like little and stunted and, and you shape them and you manipulate them. And if you get them uh, young and you, I mean, bonsai trees, you wrap them in wire yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty and aggressive yeah. like process, which I think that parents do a lot for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there. Now we're hitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting back to the parents and, and how they, yeah. So then, so yeah, I think that that is an interesting metaphor because it is, I mean, it is not, uh, bonsai art is beautiful, but it's also very much like, I'm not going to say problematic because it's not like, you know, it's not on the same level as racism, but it does speak to something about how we treat nature and uh and i mean i i, I love bonsais i'm like they're yeah. super high maintenance though. it's my favorite part of huntington <laughs> gardens is that whole area of bonsais they're amazing they're like perfect little worlds yeah yeah but i think the one thing that interested me is like that idea of perfection and how that whether our ideas put onto our natural environment or our own kids yeah um uh, is one that is is a constant thought of mine. And uh, we get into, if we think of the geometry and the perfect lines, and I paint um, sometimes uh, meaningfully with these hard edges that... We'll just finish with the last yeah, two cameras. That is like this battle with perfection. I want my shape to be perfect. And um, yeah, and I feel sometimes like the... <laughs> The overbearing mother with a painting you know <laughs> or some or like thoughts have gone through my head in the studio where i'm like the plastic surgeon cutting open you know these these uh 
the trees um, and fixing them in my paintings. Yeah. 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 And it is an interesting thing. Like one of the things that I think about, especially, you know, to continue to push the metaphor uh, is, is that a lot of times if you, there's like a delicate art. I actually tried to grow up a bonsai. I had one for a while. So that's why I know, but I'm not an expert, but like what I would read about is that sometimes if you force something too much, you get scarring and that's not a good, that's not a good thing. You don't want the, the, the binding to show up in the growth of the tree. You want it to shape the tree. So it's a really interesting, um, way of thinking about like just people, you know, cause it is it, it like there's only, there's a limit to the amount of space you can take up as a human being. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, and that I think shapes you in that way. Right. Like you can like, it's, it, for example, in a classroom, if everybody gets to do whatever they want, it's not no, like nothing's productive is going to happen. Right. right. And, um, no, it's interesting. So, what do you what do you think is is next uh, now that you're leaving that, or do you have like uh, what's it called the um, separation? No, what is it the the empty nest syndrome <laughs> from teaching? Does that hit you at all? Because honestly, I don't. I, I like I don't look back and go like, oh my god, I miss it. <laughs> oh, there's there's some kids that I just love so much. I'll always miss. Them. Yeah, yeah, I'll miss a lot of the kids. Um, and that's, that's just the, the, uh, peril of being a teacher really is, you know, each year you have to say goodbye to kids. So, but there are a few that I I just, I'll just miss them all the time. Um, but I start, (laughs) you know, my paintings are my kids now and (laughs) it's goofy, you know, uh, I put together, I, my MFA show was like a group of of kids, and it became a whole family that was shown. Mm-hmm. Um, and metaphorically, yeah. or they were representative of the kids. Metaphorically, metaphorically, but okay. they whatever. No, I get what you're whatever. saying. No, they I got the matter. family too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, the the thing that you said about monetizing is weird also because like you could probably sell these. So these are not like your work is not <laughs> unsellable. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I know, I, I know. This is like selling so try, my kids. So try, try. Then <laughs> I know, your, kid, I know. your kids have to grow up. Well, well, what I need to do is basically bite the bullet, and um, I'm getting better at Instagram and posting my stuff, and I need to just say, you know, I need to put a price on it and and put it on Instagram. And yeah. that's and I would, I would, that way. I would not mind owning some of your work. Thank you. I, I definitely don't have the space for anybody's work because <laughs> my apartment is tiny, but I would totally rock some of this stuff in my Thank space. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, anyway, I would, I just, if you don't, if you, if it's a moral thing that you don't want to monetize, I'm not going oh, uh, to twist your arm. But if you will, if you're yeah. interested in monetizing, I don't think it's going to be that hard. I think people will, will, will want to own some of your stuff. It's okay. nice. I want, I'm, I'm building, I'm building a body of work. Okay. That's yeah. what I'd like to think. Perpetually. is, yeah. is what is <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the struggle is, of the yeah. artist. It's yeah. our Sisyphus rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am building a boulder up the hill. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I've had a lovely time. Thank you. It's I've... been really nice to get to know you. I always enjoy uh, getting an insight into how people, uh, like what, you know, education, like, I mean, to me, the the dyslexia stuff and the, the the learning disability stuff it's nice to talk to somebody that cares about it as not a, a someone who suffered from it you know like right 
Like right. I'm invested in it because it affected me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you like it. I'm, you you care about it because you're a nice person. And and I'm curious about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The human mind is always has an interesting element to it. Yeah. So if people want to check you out, where where can, do you have any shows coming up? Do, can we plug anything for you? Oh my god. Um no. I am uh Do you want to propose a show for Mana Vista projects that I can Okay. Yeah, I'll just, totally do that. So I so do, put together some stuff, send it to me, and I'll just pitch it to the to the group. I am putting together a show. I don't have a show of mine coming up, but I am putting together a show of a few people's work, and it's going to be at uh, Claremont Colleges. And cool. Like as an alum, I asked, "Can I curate a show?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I'm like, "Oh shit! Now I have to do it." <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll post more about that but that's coming up in the end of february um but yeah i would uh, part of what i want to do also is to uh yeah put on shows i, yeah, I want to yeah. i like to put on shows. i mean we're not primarily focused on selling work but i'm sh i wouldn't be surprised if someone bought some of your stuff especially mm -hmm. if it's if it's affordable price but you have a bot you have a cohesive set of work I would even be interested in curating some of it for you, you know, for, for the for the thing. But if you want to just if you already have just a proposal, that's fine, too. That's actually easier on my end. I'll, um, <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm just going to give you all the work. For a second. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll well, we can do a studio. Let's visit. do something. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a studio visit and then I can take some credit for the show. Yes, yeah, that's better for me that way. It okay. adds to my resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, all no, for that. That'd yeah. be amazing. I'm yeah. like, I got to catch up. I haven't proposed a single show yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, cool. Anything else? So you are uh, at Ali Chat. Ali Cheat. A Cheat. Yeah, that's how you spell it. C-H-E-A-T. Um, that's my, what do you call it, Instagram handle. Um, but I'm also aliciacheatham.com. And spell um, Cheatham? C-H-E-A-T-H-A-M. So it's got it's 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 a Statham-y kind of hum. Yeah. 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 Statham. Yeah. Cheatham or Chatham or Dedham or Needham or. I still like um, cheat ham because I'm Cuban. Cheat ham. <laughs> yes. Cheat ham. Um, well, that's only, literally like that's just literally my dyslexia me reading and how I break down great. words. You know, yeah. I'm like cheat and ham. Whatever you have to do. Cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that doesn't help phonetically at all. No. But at least in terms of remember, you can I'm spell not. Spell it. If I, I will be surprised if I, if you have to tell me that I typoed when I post. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we guys know where to find us. We're everywhere that you want to be. <laughs> oh, that's a, <laughs> a visa, like just burrowed itself into it. my brain. And now I'm just saying visa slogans. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it American Express? Anyway, uh, and uh, we'll be back next week with a, another guest with another topic that may or may not be art related. And that is how we roll. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Uh, it's yeah. on, all mine. <laughs>